There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I mean, besides us on the Colleen and Bradley show, my talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. What you listening to, Bradley? Why are we asking people? Because I like to ask this question every once in a while. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. It's Thursday. It's hard to keep the day straight. But every once in a while, I like to ask people what they're listening to because I like to listen to things and I need, I'm always on the lookout for a good listen, whether that's a sort of like, theatrical listen whether it's like a just a really good narrative listen some kind of crime or some kind of mystery or just some kind of you know world i don't know news topic something that just grabs the attention and is told in a masterful way give us your favorite storytelling listens of late 651-641-1071 and uh uh, again, this is really just self-serving because I would like great listens, but I know you guys both listen to stuff regularly too, so I'm sure you would appreciate some new recommendaciones. Uh, 651-641-1071. What you listening to? Uh, yeah. Bradley, what are you listening to? Um, well, I can tell you that there are, I mean, I could just go through the list. There are tons of things, but I will tell you most recently, I spent some significant time listening to a series called Slow Burn. Each season is sort of like a different story, has a different narrative arc. And the two most recent ones I listened to dealt with the unrest in L.A. back uh, in the 90s. And then the most recent one I listened to dealt with, now these are both like serious topics, but like, you know, sometimes you just got to do it because they're so fascinating. And like me, if you lived through that uh, time frame certainly not I didn't live in LA but I sort of remember and this is actually one of the things I love about the podcast world that we live in right now people are telling those stories that many of us may have lived through or appreciated through the news coverage or maybe some newspaper coverage at the time but really didn't have a maybe a a very intimate sense of what mm-hmm. went on and so we can kind of reflect now because we're decades past these stories to sort of reflect on their their greater meaning and the the fallout uh that those events um you know maybe have led to so slow burn and it's season five which deals with uh the la uprising there's also a season i think it's the third or fourth that deals with uh david duke which was terribly disturbing uh but also fascinating that what tell say the name of that one again? That's Slow Burn. It's two seasons on Slow Burn. There's one about David Duke and one about um, the LA uprising. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What you listening to? Um, Holly or oh, he's answering the phone. I was going to tell you what kept me company on a flight recently. 
was a podcast called Living and Learning with Reba McIntyre and our friend Melissa Peterman. Oh, what's that all about? So it's, you know what? Here's the thing. I, I don't... I, I, I don't listen to Reba McIntyre's music. I never really got into the show, but I adore Reba McIntyre. Like as a human being, I just think she is like sunshine in a jar. And I was on a flight and I'm not a great flyer. Um, I am a little bit of a nervous flyer. And I was like, okay, what can I listen to that's going to like make me feel good? Yeah, you need a distraction. Right now. I needed a distraction. And um, I saw this living and learning with Reba and Melissa Peterman and I was like, no better thing to listen to than like positive sunshine. Um, and so they talk about all kinds of things. The episode that I listened to was about friendship mm. um, and just how important friends are in your life. Yeah. And it was just it, it just was like a delightful listen. And um, it kept me company and awesome. it made me not um, have a panic attack. Well, that's good. Which that's is good. That's a good sign. So accurate. Reba McIntyre's Living and Learning. Living and Learning All with right. Reba McIntyre and our friend Melissa Peterson, Peterman. Uh, 651-641-1071. What are you listening to? We have Cece on the line. Hi, Cece. Hi, Cece. What are you listening to? I am listening to a podcast just called Hello Someday. And uh, it is a podcast that uh, is for women who are trying to curtail their drinking and just some of the positive things that can happen to your life and uh, whatever if you decide to uh, quit drinking in our kind of alcohol-obsessed culture. And I just thought I'd bring it to the table just because a lot of people are trying to do dry January. Oh, yeah. Try something new in 2022. And the woman who does the podcast is just, just really a really real person. She was a red wine girl, and, uh, you know, a lot of us are. And she's just got a really positive outlook on, uh, you know, the great changes that can happen. Bradley, I know you've maybe dealt with some things in your own life that you've talked about. And yeah. I just think it's a really great podcast. And they, she brings on uh, just really positive uh, people and uh, deals with codependency and being a woman with children and saying no and just all sorts of things that uh, a lot of people could uh, really learn some lessons from and take into the new year. Sure. That sounds like a great sort of inspirational listen. What, yeah, it is. What so was the name of that you. one again, Cece? It's called uh, Hello Someday. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much. Hello Someday podcast. Drink less, live more. There's a trailer. They got a website. Looks like she's got a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty deep lineup. Nice. Yeah. Um, we did get this email from Randy who said Atomic Habits on mm. Audible. I just heard about this, actually. Uh, she said, I started it on Monday and over halfway through it. It makes you really think about how to change bad habits and has some incredible stories along the way. Yeah, and I think Audible, um, you know, if it's a podcast, because Audible does podcasts, they do obviously audiobooks, but they've also got some, you know, original content, audio content as well. So, and I just had a friend recommend this Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. The other day. Um, also, uh, the author of Atomic Habits was on Brene Brown's podcast, mm. and I know that that's another big one. I I dabble in Brene Brown's podcast. I love me some Brene Brown, but I also think that sometimes you can get um, Brene Browned out, which is like, 
I mean, truly, it's because it's a lot of like being incredibly thoughtful, and I tend toward the overthinking as it is. It just depends on what kind of listen you're in the mood for, right? Yeah, that too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you want just news. Sometimes you want just a fantasy listen. Sometimes you want to, you know, do better. Right. So right, exactly. So, uh, but but a lot of those amazing um, kind of popular. Uh, habit-changing type books or self-help. I hate that term because I think it, I don't know, I think it sort of like narrows what that actual field is all about. But a lot of those authors are guests of Brene Brown's. Mm-hmm. So awesome. that's a, that's another great podcast. Holly, I know you listen a lot. Do you have anything that you've been listening to recently that you recommend? Well, that's pop culture focused. Yeah. Because I'm really into audiobooks from the library. Mm. Yes. I Go highly to your recommend library. the library. Yes, mm-hmm. recommend the library. But a pop culture podcast that I listened to recently within the past couple of months is a documentary series called Fallen Angel, which is about Victoria's Secret. Oh, oh okay. That I sounds not, real interesting. I have not heard of this. Yes. Yeah, so it tells the story of Victoria's Secret from the model's perspective, from people who are inside the business. It even talks about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit, although doesn't really go into that all too much but if you're interested in where that company came from how it became the pop culture juggernaut that it was and how quite damaging the whole enterprise was not only to our culture but Mm -hmm. to the people who were involved with it yeah Mm -hmm. give it a listen okay great that's called fallen angel fallen angel okay we've gotten some good suggestions uh can i give one last real quick please because i just sort of love this one especially as we're in the um, you know, beginning of a new year and so many people have resolutions and often they include some sort of diet experience. Um, the uh, podcast maintenance phase is oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Um, Aubrey David, Gordon, Gordon and uh, Michael Hobbs, who co-hosted you're wrong about you're wrong about which is a one that you had recommended to me bradley so i started listening to maintenance phase and it's really about like debunking a lot of the diet culture and diet myths uh in our culture that are it just is a fan they do such a great job um of demystifying some of the things that you have like turned into um, truths yeah. that are not necessarily truth. They've gotten some great, um, great response. I feel like in the last year that podcast has blown up. And you're wrong about is still going, even though Michael Hobbs has since left. Right, but, which um, is also a great podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. Listen to that, you guys. We got a plenty got to a listen to. Keep else. your recommendations. Feel free to email them or tweet them or whatever because I can always use some more recommendations. So thank you. you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're going to take a little spin over to Publationship Kerner. Mm. Uh, and who are we going to find standing there? Oh, look, it's Sean Mendes and Camille Cabello. I thought they Wait, weren't a they thing anymore. Up. Or did they? Ooh. We'll talk about it when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Look at us over here on Publationship Corner on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've been here before. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And look who else is here. Shamila. Oh, yeah. You know, even in death, their publationship is selling records. They died? 
Well, the publishing ship has died. True. And uh, as I said, even in the death of their publishing ship, they're still selling records. It's also, um, there's a story I want to share with you, which makes me say these things, but that story is in concert with something uh, Camilla did recently. So there, there's still this like after effect of a publishing ship echoes, if you will. A ghost of a publishing ship. And, we usually uh, call it a zombie publishing Yeah, exactly. The zombie publishing ship is Brains. alive and well, although dead and well, <laughs> whatever that means. Anyway, so the story that I saw on social media was the following. Sean Mendes is having a hard time on social media following his split with Camila Cabello. Now, that is a tease of a headline if I've ever seen one, because, of course, we all know that Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello split. So to hear that he's having a hard time, you're like, oh, these guys, remember, like they split. So it, it's hard after you break up and it's sad. Although if you start to think about it for any length of time and tabloids don't tend to want us to think very much, that doesn't really add up. Because if hey. you'll remember, they ended their publishing amicably. In fact, if I remember correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the statement was something to the effect of, like, we've never loved each other more. Yeah, it was like, we love each other more as best friends than... Like, it just was very... It was like a non-breakup breakup. Yeah. It was... Yeah. It yeah, was I mean, exactly what we anticipated from the two of them. It is the perfect way to end a publationship where we're in because publationship again, what's a publationship? Really It's a relationship for, for publicity. For the one person who doesn't know at this point, right? Publationship for publicity. Well, if you're two celebrities who are going to continue to work in the same field, you probably need to make sure that you're on good terms, right? Right. And um so making sure that they're on good terms requires that the end of their relationship is not uh, disharmonious, well, yeah, problematic. I mean, so nobody can look like the bad guy. Um, and so Sean Mendez obviously did something recently that might lead to a zombie publicationship headline. Mm. What did he do? He released new music. Oh, You'll remember yes. he released a song. <laughs> After they announced they were breaking up called, like, it'll be okay. Yeah. And it was. Wherein he breaks up with someone. Yeah. Do you remember when they came back together or when they got together for the first time? Yeah, I do actually. Um, It had to do with a song. Oh. And the song was called Senorita. Yeah. And what was that song about? It was about them doing it on everything. So at the beginning of their (laughs) publationship. Thanks. At the beginning of their publicationship, there was music. At the end of their publicationship, also music. Well, they're just artists. They're living their life. Okay, fine. Uh, I've got some land I would like to sell you. Anyway, so he went to social media, cut a video, and said, I just want to make a little video and say thank you to everybody who's been connecting with It'll Be Okay and posting videos. I'm having a little bit of a hard time with social media at the moment, and I just kind of my relationship, oh, and just kind of my relationship with it, but I have a lot of people sending me videos and telling me what's going on. Okay, now that's interesting. I know, it doesn't really mean anything other than he's like, thanks for all your videos. I'm having a hard time with social media. I mean, it sounds like a personal problem, but whatever. But do you also remember... Oh, actually, you don't, because I think you were gone when this happened. Holly, do you remember what Camila Cabello did recently? Oh, yes, totally remember that, Bradley. And yes, Colleen, you were gone. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Camila Cabello announced on her Instagram story that she was stepping away from social media. Oh. During the week, For a in week. between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, the holiday taint week. She was like, uh, I'm out. Guys. Okay, by the way, that is a new thing that I heard Lori talking about the other day. And I didn't know we were calling it that. But yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, no. I just wanted to go on record that that was new for me. It's, okay. The it's holiday now the taint holiday taint week. week. Got it. Um, but specific Christmas and yeah, New Year. Exactly. So um, the the point being, she that week said, "I'm taking some time off social media, taking a break, kids." Did, can and I ask then a the week after, Sean Mendez says he's having a hard time with social media again. They've both broken up, and he has new music out about breaking up. Does anybody not see? The obvious blinking red and green lights. What were you going to say? Well, my uh, my question was, oh, when she said she was going to take a break from social media, did she say she was going to, like, because she's back, right? Is she back? Well, she's, I don't know. No, she's totally back. And she came back five days ago, so okay. she couldn't wait. And she used opportunity to announce that her next album was going to be out this okay. year. So this is a total, this is such a strategy. Yeah. They're like, I'm leaving the party, you guys. It's been really hard for me to be at this party. I'm going to go. But she didn't, but the thing that was funny about that was that she didn't even do that. She literally just said, I um, am going to take some time off for the, until the new year. We were that like, was girl, my question. that's she, four days. Okay. That was my question. Did she say when she was coming back? Okay. She just said for the, until the new year. And we were like, but that's like four days from now. And also nobody's on social media right now. It's fine. Yeah. You're, which is why she couldn't announce a new album. Which, which again, uh, the, the point is, so I know the listeners like, why are you have such a thing against Sean Mendes and Camille Cabello? They're very lovely, nice people. Yes. And they make great music. The point is, it just il- further illustrates that they have a publicationship or had. And again, it just shows that they, they use, that's why celebrities do this. Yep. You use the relationship and, and they are sort of masters of never claiming it outright, right. but just hinting at it. Right. Like, I'm having a hard time lately. Well, and there's still momentum. I mean, that's yeah. the thing about a publicationship is just because it's over doesn't mean it doesn't still spin. Exactly. Mm, we see you when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them D-bags. after this on my talk 1071 he's behaving badly we do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 I'm Colleen Lindstrom that's Bradley trainer Hi. we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly and that name is D-bag. presenting Lord and Lady douchebag of the day Okay, this is a D-bag follow-up. Who's your D-bag? Andy Cohen. Oh, no. What's going on with him again? You guys, okay. So, Andy Cohen, the reason he was my D-bag the other day, among others, I mean, like, he was, and Don Lemon was also a D-bag, because they both got, like, a little crunk on national television and said some stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, on New Year's. On New Year's. And, um, you know, of course, there were rumors that CNN would not be inviting Andy Cohen back. Turns out those rumors are 
incorrect because he's been invited back next year. But he went on, Andy Cohen went on uh, Howard Stern. Mm. And basically was like... what you do when you're a part of a controversy. Right. Uh, And he basically was like, I'm not going to apologize for uh, anything about New Year's Eve. Um, He said it's a four and a half hour show. The booze started kicking in around 1130. So when everyone is focusing on kind of the last 45 minutes or an hour that we're on the air. So why that? So everyone is he's basically saying, like, why is everybody focusing on those last 45 minutes? It was a four and a half hour show. Yeah. But everybody wants to talk about it. Well, dude, you know, entertainment people are focusing on it because you you were running your mouth. Which is maybe why he's on Howard Stern talking about it. Right. Yeah. Thank you. But this whole, like, he's like, I'm not, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, I'm not going to apologize because I was having fun. I'm not going to apologize. I won't be shamed for it. I had a blast. Anderson was a blast. We left and we were like, that was fun. What a fun New Year's Eve. No apologies for my drinking on New Year's Eve. None. So this is where, why he's my D-bag is because his behavior does merit an apology. He said some stuff about some people. Hmm. And I mean, he said some stuff about Ryan Seacrest. He said some stuff about Kelly Ripa. He just was not his best self. Yeah. And to say, I had fun, and I'm not going to apologize because I had fun, Mm -hmm. but your behavior is something to apologize for. Whether or not you were having fun, and I'm not saying, you know, I don't know if Ryan Seacrest was hurt about whatever. And I don't know if Kelly Ripa was, I don't know that anybody was hurt about what he said. It doesn't matter when you're not your best self, you apologize for it. Has Anderson Cooper said anything? Cause it was his show. Um, I mean, you know what? That's a show. good I mean, question. A CNN show, but I don't know. Cause they're besties. They are besties. Um, I am looking to see, I don't know if Anderson Cooper has said anything about it. I do know that when I watched his, um, his moment, of uh, his rant about the mayor of New York City. Yeah. Anderson Cooper was like, oh, don't do it. Oh, gosh. Okay, don't. He was like clearly like uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah, because Anderson always seems to play the role of like, that was the same thing that happened with him and Kathy Griffin. She was always pushing the envelope. Right. And he was like, because you can tell he's just not comfortable with that. Right. So I I don't know that um hold on a second I got to look this up because I don't know if he has said anything about Andy's behavior and I, I don't know to me it doesn't really listen it looks to me like Andy Cohen is the only one doing the talking and he's talking about how Anderson yeah. Cooper was Andy doing Andy Cohen is very good at getting attention Yeah <laughs> and and here he sure. is doing it mm-hmm. again. Which is why he's your D-bag. I just, but he's also my D-bag because I just think it's really gross to be like, to have like had a scene, to have made a scene that mm-hmm. people are talking about mm-hmm. and not necessarily in a good way. And to be like, I'm not apologizing for it because I had fun. Yeah. He's not my favorite. <laughs> oh, he's so not my favorite either. Uh, and I just had to. And look where he is. Exactly. This segment, yeah. We well, put I him mean, in. you know, um, he did say that there was only one thing he regretted, which is saying, uh, he regretted, uh, hold on a second, I got it. The only thing that I regret saying, the only thing is that I slammed the ABC broadcast, yeah. I did, I, I, I look, I didn't watch, but I did read the part where he talked about 
ABC. <laughs> it, it reads really bitchy in if a way. If you look behind me, you'll see Ryan Seacrest's group, group of losers, losers performing. Oh. I'm uh. sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. Oh. He said. Yeah. I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He was having fun, you guys. So. It's sort of like when my kids and my kids don't drink. Uh, so this is a little bit <laughs> it's of sort not- of like when my kids get drunk <laughs> no. on New Year's, you know. But it's this Woo! thing that my kids do where they'll be like, "You're so ugly," and then I'll be what? like, "That's so mean." I'm what? this. They don't say that. I know, I'm- but they'll say something insulting to somebody else, and then they'll go, "I'm joking," and I'm like, "Okay, you think you're joking, but if nobody else thinks it's funny, yeah, then it's not funny." Yeah. And you can hurt people's feelings when you joke. Right. So it's just a, it's a good reminder, uh, you know, whether you're Andy Cohen's age uh, or you're your children's age. It's just a good reminder that you can still be a D word. Yeah. Um, regardless. A D word. Well, I don't know. What's wrong to do. Oh, OK. I thought you were saying D back. <laughs> no, a D word. I was like, since when do we call this segment D word? Although we should. Okay, Bradley, who's your D-bag? Thank you. Who's your D-word? My D-bag today is not, I don't, I'm not going to call them a D-word, but I am going to say that the Daily Mail is my D-bag. Mm-hmm. And that's because, um, this is so lazy. This is a dumb, lazy thing that uh, tabloids do. And here's the headline, and I'll explain why I think it's lazy. Attack of the Kim Kardashian clone. That's clone with a K. How Kanye West appears to be styling new girl Julia Fox just like his estranged wife as rising star undergoes dramatic transformation. Okay, what you have now uh, told us, dear Daily Mail, is that you are going to show us a dramatic transformation of this Julia Fox character who's now allegedly supposedly dating Kanye and that she dramatically is going to look like Kim Kardashian. Oh, and then dramatically. Then what they do is post photos of the two together, side by side, wearing similar outfits. Like they're both wearing black in uh, the same photos, but not the same outfits. Um, not even the same cuts of no outfits. And try to sell it to us as Kanye is art directing another woman, just like he did with Kim Kardashian. First of all, we don't really know that these two were together, much less that Kanye is, quote, um, not art directing, styling his new alleged supposed girlfriend, right? But of course, the Daily Mail sees her in a black skimpy outfit and says she's basically Kim Kardashian. Does she look like Kim No, Kardashian? not even a little bit. No. Oh, but then they go on to like give you more. Oh, they're like, look, this one yeah. time she wore underwear. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's so like, did Kim. It's like whiffs. Celebrities are just like us. Yeah. Look, she had a cut a uh, top with a cutout, but Kim wore a top that's got I don't know. It looks like alligator skin or something. What is that outfit? Looks like alligator. Um. Or iguana or well, I don't know what. I don't know. Faux. It's a, some sort of reptile skin. But, oh, the, yes. but the photo they have her in this Julia Fox, she's not wearing any sort of animal skin, I, and it's not even the same cut. Right. I, I just want to take issue with Julia Fox's outfit where she is wearing <laughs> leather or pleather pants right. at the beach. Right. Yeah, that's another thing. That's just. I mean, feel free to make her your fashion D bag. Yeah. But I'm just over here like, Daily Mail, it is too soon. You do not need to be comparing these ladies like they are, you know, like Kanye is this master manipulator who wants to make all his ladies look the same. First of all, I don't think Kanye works that way. If he wanted to art direct somebody, it's not going to be the same. It's not like 
Kim, like it's just going to be clones of Kim Kardashian for the end of time. Mm-hmm. You know, anyway. Also, can I just take issue with if you scroll down even further, there's like a photographic <laughs> comparison of their butts. And I just. Well, okay. Also, they have butts. I don't like it. Yeah, wow. like the, yeah, they have exactly. Butts. They both have booties. But they the booties don't look the same. No, they're just booties. And booties also, be booties. would booties it surprise like you that yeah. Kanye West is with a woman who has uh, a significant derriere? No, because Kim did. And you can imagine that a guy sometimes is attracted to the same thing. Yeah. He went out with Amber Rose for quite some time. Yes, also somebody who is known for their rear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... My point is like it's it's like saying like Kanye West dates another actual woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Because you've that's all you've established at this point, Daily Mail. Thanks for wasting just, my time. You know, you're welcome. I've now wasted yours. Right. It's just that George Stark really needed something to do. He probably doesn't actually exist. No, he's probably not real. And notice that it's George Stark for the Daily Mail. Oh. Oh, so this is like a freelance assignment. Perhaps. All right, then. It looks like this person's beat is the Kardashians. So I've done my I've done my George Robert Stark is an American chemist and biochemist. Wow. His interests include protein and enzyme function and modification interferons. You can tell with his literature (laughs) and writing for the Daily Mail. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, all right. You're on notice, Daily Mail. I mean, they've been on notice. Actually, no. A deputy editor for the Daily Mail LA office, according to his Twitter account. He was previously the news editor for People Heat World, Grazia UK. Heat World? Etc. Heat World is... It's uh, a British tabloid. Okay. British tabloid. All right. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we will, um, speaking of Kim Kardashian, you know, she's been gallivanting all over the place with Pete Davidson. Mm. We're going to head back to Publationship Corner to talk about what's going on with Car Davidson. That's what we call them after this on My Talk 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we are going to take a little uh, mosey on over to Publationship Corner one last time. For um, today, because trust. We oh, no, we'll be back. So yeah. Don't worry about it. Like, we're, yeah, it's it's a thing. Uh, to talk about another Publationship, we call them Car Davidson. Yeah, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. And, you know, there have been a number of headlines. We've been following them. It's mostly just for the second or the uh, second series that is the first season of whatever the Kardashians are about to do on Hulu, I imagine. The fact that they've been tied at the hip in tabloids. And seriously, tabloids, um, they just want you to know that they're getting very serious. Quote, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are getting very serious. Would you like to go inside their exciting romance? Do I have to? <laughs> I mean, you kind of do. <laughs> All right. um, for the purpose of this segment, you do. I would just like to tell these fake sources, a.k.a. Chris Jenner, who's spilling this particular exclusive to E, allegedly. I can only imagine she's the only one who would talk directly to E in an exclusive capacity about mm-hmm. Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, because who else would? Um, they want us to know that, you know, ever since going public with their relationship in November... 
Kim and Con- or, uh, and Pete have been spotted spending time together all over the place. California, New York, most recently the Caribbean. Kim and Pete are getting very serious, says a source. He's been hanging out at her house more. She's smitten. And the relationship is very exciting for her. Okay. Okay. Can I just suggest to the liars uh, in this particular case, show, don't, don't tell. tell. Like, if you have to go to the tabloids to tell us that things are getting serious, they're not getting serious. Meaning, it's just further proof that this is a publicationship. This is a relationship for publicity. Nobody is buying it if you have to beat us over the head telling us how hot and heavy and ha- amazing they are. Otherwise, they'd be doing it and we'd see it. Okay, so um, I watch Turkish DZs, which are like... Um, rom-coms, Turkish Kind rom-coms. of rom-coms, yeah. They're like telenovelas in Turkey. And in Turkey... On television, you're not allowed to show kissing. Okay. So they do a lot of like implying things about like where the status of the relationship in a way, but they can never go all the way there and show the kiss. Yeah. Um, the same is you true. Be very. Oh, you like they also can't show alcohol. They also obviously can't show people like throwing each other around in bed. So all of that to say. Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, Kardashians, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson's relationship is like a Turkish DZ where they're going to like they can't show because it's not real. It's fiction. Yeah. And they're just going to like they're doing their best, but their best is crap. Yeah, because they're not actually together. I mean, to me, they're telling us all this because it's not actually happening, which means that very likely if we were to just drop the needle on reality, uh, wherever these two are, they're not like nobody would catch a photo of them making out because they're not because it's not real. Right. Right. Like you again, if you have to tell me that it's real, it's not real, probably, at least insofar as tabloids are concerned. And what they need to do is keep us thinking it's real or at least the people who don't think about it too terribly difficultly until the new season of whatever this new show is comes out meaning you Which, need to remember so you're going to get a reminder probably once a week probably more than once a week that these two are hey guys they're just out there doing things hot and heavily it's so hot and heavy we can't even show it to mm. you um dumb question because the other thing we talked about dumb this the answer. other day okay great i can't wait they dropped a trailer for this um, well, thing. Yeah. But it didn't tell us anything, no, right? It was like a teaser, and it was like, oh, we're coming back. Yeah, that was it. And they we're, were wearing like, similar outfits. Like, yeah. we do, but we don't have a date or a time. No. Nope. We don't even have a name. Nope. It's just us, and we're walking, yep. and Courtney yep. looks angry. Well, I think the show is called Simply the Kardashians. Simply the Kardashians. Well, not simply. simply the Kardashians. <laughs> it's no. a lot of syllables. <laughs> it's just called. <laughs> The Kardashians. <laughs> and I don't even know if it's advertised that way on Hulu. No, I, it is. The Kardashians yes, on Hulu. Simply the Kardashians. It'd be better. They really should consider that's that. better than just plain the Kardashians. the Kardashians. Yeah, I hope I that's mean, their line of frozen dinners that they're you. coming out with. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know what? They should really do uh, a remake of Chicken by George and call it Chicken by... Should they, though? The Kardashians. Mm-hmm. No, but I just want somebody to bring back Chicken yeah, by George. Yeah, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, 
Anyway, uh, you're right, Bradley. And also, can I just also throw this in the mix, too? When Kim unfollowed Miley, that was like a Disney storyline, right? Well, convenient, right? Yeah, yeah well, it's yeah. not real. Again, it's just to yeah. get headlines. Yeah, because they act like somebody uh, who closely followed them, uh, Kim Kardashian and Miley Cyrus, noticed it. Nobody noticed that. Somebody had to report that, yeah, right? It's so dumb. It's so stupid. It's just Use for attention, and you're going to continue to get this until, of course, the series drops. Okay, I have to bring another headline to the table. This one involves Kanye West, and it actually also involves Kim Kardashian. This is an exclusive at E! Exclusive. Now, what do we know about exclusives? Well, it's the same, it, and frankly, this comes from the same place and source that the previous yes. story I just shared with you. When it comes from E!, it's Kris Jenner. Especially right. if it's exclusive. Because their ties to E are pretty close. Allegedly. Yeah. They used to be, E used to be where Keeping Up with the Kardashians lived. Um, and also, what do we know? I don't remember. I had a second question, so I don't care. I'll just read you the headline. The headline goes like this. Kanye, in quotes, yay, West, feels other women are a, quote, distraction from, quote, soulmate Kim Kardashian. Okay. Subheading, Kanye Ye West still believes he will end up back together with estranged wife Kim Kardashian. Oh, well, that's totally Kris Jenner. Right? Despite his recent outings with actress Julia Fox in New York and artist Audrey Nix in Miami. So basically, this is more of the exact same narrative that they're trying to push, that Kim is so desirable that actually every man wants her. Kanye for sure wants her back and she's busy doing her own thing with Pete Davidson. And he's, even though you're seeing him out and about with other people, the person he really wants to be out and about with is Kim. Yeah. Cause this serves the Kim narrative. Like, so Chris Jenner's always putting out like headlines. Anytime you see a story, at least in my conspiracy laden world, anytime you see a story that makes Kim Kardashian look amazing, it's probably Chris Jenner, you know, goosing the uh, publicity machine. Here's the other thing that we didn't discuss. Yes, it all has to do with their show, obviously. But like all of these tangled webs of like Kim, like focusing back on Kim. Kim is so desirable. Everybody wants to be with Kim. Kanye even wants to be with Kim, even though he's with these other people. Pete Davidson wants to be with Kim. All of that is another kind of distraction from all the other narratives they don't want us to be paying attention to. Oh, for sure. Travis Scott. Yep. Tristan Thompson, the cheater. Travis Scott and the actual real legal uh, situation going on with Astroworld. Um, What was the other one we talked about earlier? Black China. Black China. Yeah, because that's still out there. And I'm still on the fence about whether or not the Tristan Thompson thing is actually real in terms of, like, I think he's been living his life and whatever intersection they have with Khloe Kardashian serves... To, like at least in Chris Jenner's mind, served serves to draw attention away from, you know, the actually legally precarious stories that are out there. Sure. So even though, and so what I heard you saying is basically like, like the whole narrative that they were kind of back together. Uh, he probably, they probably, they. It's I mean, possible that they weren't, and he was just doing what he does. Because I just, otherwise, you have to believe Chloe's that dumb. Yeah, and I don't think she's that dumb. As much as it serves the narrative, 
the public narrative that she's just like sad Chloe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I'm holding out. It's actually a feminist perspective. Thank you. Tell me more. <laughs> I just I, I I would like to believe that a woman in this day and age with this much power and privilege is not. Uh, so inclined to make that mistake that she has so publicly made not once not twice i don't even think twice but i think three thrice. times yes mm-hmm. thrice i don't know lionel richie might uh, write a song about yeah, it times a lady three times a lady but the other thing is is that the the first time she learned that lesson was when she was the other woman yeah so again yes it's it's all part of the, Car- the real Kardashian storyline, yeah. which is what you come to us for, to hear the truth. Exactly. We've always got the truth. Even if we don't know the truth, it's still... We'll tell you something and it'll be our truth. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your favorite recipe substitution or ingredient hack? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071.